3: In one hour, at 6 o'clock, right here on The Fan, the return of Grant and Danny's, Tony's, Mailbag. You guys will call us. You'll steer the show. You will tell us what topic you'd like to hear us address. Sports, something we're not talking about that you think deserves some more love. Non-sports, doesn't matter. The return of the Grant and Danny's, Tony's, Mailbag. Is just one hour away right here on the fan so
1: innovative you know what i mean like when you just tell when you're around genius and like an idea is so good you just go man that's something there have just
3: been shows for so many years for so long Mm -hmm. for no one to have come up with anything like it right that's what i take the most pride in where it's like is
1: it too innovative if anything do you mean is it too cutting edge? Is it is it too far for
3: people to be able to comprehend? Yeah, maybe, maybe. We have not addressed this since the Super Bowl, but ladies and gentlemen, Darius Damron lost. He will be paying off the punishment for the Grant and Danny Confidence Points Picks Challenge. Oh. Sorry, dude. No god. No God, please no, no. Shame. Mm. Shame. Darius, sorry about it. So this actually was pretty amazing. So Danny was twelve points ahead of him going into the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Darius went opposite all five of his picks, zigged where Danny zagged. Unless Danny went, I guess the one and two or whatever, the the ones that didn't matter. Darius did what he wanted, but basically there were. Three or four props that if Danny got them all wrong, I think it was four props. Yep. If Danny got them all wrong, his five, four, three, two point plays. Daris would have gotten them all right because he just took the opposite, and Darris would have actually overtaken Danny. And Danny in one of the greatest implosions of all time, one of the biggest collapses. Anything the Mets like a, like ever a, did, like a twenty-eight to three, yes, loss in his. Da- Dan oh. Quinn would have called you on your <laughs> phone and said, I, "I've been there, brother." Uh, I know that right? one. Capitals up 3-1, oh. losing overtime game, and then a couple more games in the series. Like, nothing would have anything on what would have happened to you. But in the fourth quarter, with two minutes to go in the Super Bowl, Danny was on the verge of losing everything. It was all red on my screen. I called him. He didn't answer. You probably knew where, where what was happening. No, I was chasing a kid down or putting gotcha. washing dip off my face or something. I called Darius. He answered right away, and I said, Darius. You know what's happening, right? And he's like, no. I'm like, Danny's getting skunked right now. You're perfect. You got to be kidding me. I said, yeah, look at it. I said, he's like, no, he's got the Brock Purdy rushing yards. And this is when the Chiefs had the ball, Uh not to go win the game in overtime, but to go down and tie with a field goal at the end of regulation. And I said, no, 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 listen. They just have to either not get a first down on a fourth down. You've only got the rushing total. By one yard right now with Brock Purdy. The over under was 12 and a half. He had 13 yards at that point. If he takes a knee to end the game. It goes to 12. In the worst beat in the history of the world. Of all of the beats. Danny will do four hours, lose his voice in the first six minutes just screaming. Because he already hates everything about betting and losing and beats and all that stuff. Danny Ruye, ladies and gentlemen, would have lost. Think about this. So all it would have taken is a pass breakup. The Chiefs had a third and five. They had a fourth and one in there somewhere. Like the game would, they just don't convert. He loses everything. Purdy and the Niners come back out. They're up and they take their knee to win the Super Bowl. And Jim Nance is going, and Kyle Shanahan has scaled the mountain. How pretty does this look? Danny would have lost on the kneel down. On the kneel. Unbelievable. Now, what, up, what ended up happening mm-hmm. was on that drive, Travis Kelsey sets up points with like a 30-yard completion down the sideline. Yeah, Travis right for like 22 and Danny won. That was, that was tight. Puts you over on the Kelsey prop, mm-hmm. got you into field goal range. So you ended up hitting a few into overtime. But we were on the verge oh, we, I mean, we were of one of the great meltdowns ever. So close. That all said, spotlight back on Darius. Yep. Darius's punishment for finishing last will be that he has to go to a store of our choice, and take the same caliber of pictures that you took when you were a little kid with your family or in high school before you took your, like, senior prom photos. Your glamour or shots. Think of what Deb was doing in Napoleon Dynamite. So we get to send him with props, too. We all get to pick one. I was going to send Fiona with Danny. I'm not going to do that to Darius, but I think you having to take my dog on a leash to, like, JCPenney and walk in there and get a photo shoot done holding Fiona, letting her lick your lips and kiss you and everything. I think that would have been Hall of Fame. But uh, does anyone have any ideas yet for what kind of props you're going to send with Darius? Ryan, I know you were going to have Danny hold a bat and do like some baseball poses. Yeah, I was really kind of looking forward to that if he lost this one. But with Darius, I mean, obviously the one that comes to mind is a video game controller of some sort. I mean, I'm going to have to get like a serious picture of him like looking to the camera like very seriously like playing a video game. Okay. But then also I thought of this one the other day. A suit jacket. With nothing underneath, and just kind of the hairy chest out, that and is, just kind of like really just like good. I don't know why it's like That's I, a good I, just, one. I just feel like it'd be a good picture with theirs. That's a really good. And bit. I, I really like that one. I like that a lot. That's a good first idea. I'm thinking about a picture of him slow dancing with either like uh, one of those blow up dolls that people use for various reasons. What what kind of reason? Whatever reasons they have. Oh. Or like a big stuffed animal, and he's just slow dancing with it, and like looking over and smiling. Those are my early ideas so far, Danny. So I, because
1: I know what this is like, I try not to pile on. I try not because I'm going to be on the business end. I'm going to lose again, and everybody takes such glee in it, which is which is whatever. It's I try to be a good person about this. However, the, my first thought was a speedo. Now I don't a know, speedo. Like, nice. like 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 I'm swimming. I've got goggles. I've got a towel over my shoulder, <laughs> and I'm in a speedo.
3: <laughs> Guy, that would be so good. That was my first a thought. Speedo with goggles. Yeah. So, and no shirt. Yeah. Oh, no so it's pants. like,
1: but it's like, I, it's like I'm at the beach I'm like pretending to surf.
3: That you is know what I mean? That's really, a tough one.
1: really good. With like the zinc on your nose, like the like the all white. That is really, really
3: good. I thought about that.
4: Any of those you like better than others, Darius? Well, I definitely don't like the speedo one. I'll say that. Okay. Uh,
3: <laughs> but you could position the towel just so. You could bring it right over one of the nipples, block some, <laughs> block some stomach if you want. Like I'm, how
4: I, I'm sure the nipples and the stomach is what I'm worried about the what, most. Out. What are you? Why, what
3: are you worried about? about? You don't want everyone to know about the big silly. What seems to be the issue over there?
4: I I just want to say. I wish that drive had ended way before Travis Kelsey caught that 30-yard <laughs> that thirty yard catch because, man.
3: What's the final scoreboard?
4: Uh, so the final scoreboard is I ended up with 159 points, Danny with 172, Grant with 181, and Ryan broke the 200s with 211.
3: 159 is a really low it's number. Tough. Tough. <laughs> 51,
4: 51 and 59 overall. I'm the only one that finished under 500 this year.
3: What was your record? Fifty one and fifty nine.
4: Fifty 59, Yep.
3: And what what was the other against the spread records?
4: Uh, fifty seven and fifty three for Danny. Uh, you were sixty three and forty seven, and then Ryan was sixty seven and forty three.
3: You ended up topping me. All right, Clary, I see. You. I'll give you your flowers. Atta a boy, that's a good year for you. Um, back to Darius.
4: The suit jacket one's actually pretty funny. Uh, because yeah. I I do have a relatively hairy chest.
3: So well, I think we'll place- see that in a speedo picture. too. Yeah. I was going to say that'll be on display.
1: Plenty <laughs> Speedo one's good. It's, I mean, I thought, I thought of that or like kind of a full body leotard workout kind of ensemble where it's like, I'm selling a size exercise tape. Oh, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? So it's like a Richard Simmons sort of like, you know what I mean? A full body tight suit, very tight. I think a lot Speedo's of chest hair.
3: Better. Yeah. I, I am going to table Fiona because I just think Darius taking a cute dog to get a picture would be enjoyable, but for Danny, God, that would have been good. Oh, my French Bulldog and Danny would have had that. That would have been the my picture on Twitter and Instagram for 10 years. People would have been like, Are you ever going to? Nope. Nope. I'm, nope, never I'm gonna just gonna leaving that. Leaving that up. Well, since the show knows that Darius is a cat guy now, he does have a cat. I think Darius should bring the cat with him. That's and he should one. have some very serious photos with the cat, like maybe. Him and the cat, like up close in the face, like, kind of personal. Like the cat's
1: in a top hat. So we yeah.
3: only—I think what we said we have to look at the package of pictures. But I think we said we only we get like four of the ideas, and he gets one for himself. So you could do a classy idea. You could do something like a—you know—if you want a headshot. Yeah, I was going to say I was
4: going to use him as, as my new headshots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've always I've always needed a headshot. You know, something yeah. to put in the portfolio. So
3: I think we get like four, and then he gets one or something like that. So we got to—I mean, we we could. Each of us gets our own, and then we could come up with one as a trio. But this uh, this punishment, thanks to the people for voting. Do you like surfboard
1: better or like swim fins better, with the speedo? Like I like swim fins, snorkel, towel over the shoulder, speedo.
3: I think goggles, goggles? like on the forehead. Yeah, more than the snorkel. Okay. I think the less distraction from just him and a speedo, the better. Okay. I think I think the speedo and and you has to kind of. Carry the day. <laughs> this is so tough, uh, right? Are you, is it going to be your Facebook profile shot?
4: Oh, definitely. Although, not. I think you lean in. As definitely, I think about definitely not. Maybe the snorkel
3: coming up, like the the bar coming up next to his face, would be kind of funny.
4: I, I'll put it. I'll put it on Twitter. I I can't let my family see that on Facebook. <laughs>
3: that your your aunt's awful. gonna be like, "What is this?"
1: I mean, it's Why? an all
4: time conversation starter. It, uh, it that would be true? Yes, absolutely. I but no. Is I don't that, use Facebook enough. It wouldn't be worth it.
3: Anything you like out you just sort of like I'm not doing that.
4: Uh if I if I had my say it'd be a speedo.
3: Wow. <laughs> uh, any anything hmm. I mean that I think we all agree that's not over the line. That's perfectly behind the line. Anything over the line is that you go, absolutely not.
4: Uh no, not really. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I I lost. I lost badly. This so is I'll a take team guy place, here. This, yeah.
3: this is what you want. This is what you want. Danny, you see what he's doing here? I see it.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to make rules. He just and... go
3: take pictures and then tell us he's already done it and right. take the, the pride from oh, all Oh, here us we go. Whatever that was. I
1: can't take the SAT because it's too
3: logistically challenging and it, expensive. Couldn't do it. Literally couldn't do it. Still... Couldn't do it. Well, yeah. Went to the restaurant. How'd your guys' uh, car wash in his uh, whatever jersey go? Oh, my
1: hey,
4: car Smith. is still dirty, actually. Still happy yeah. to
3: do it. Tell me, tell me when to do it. Tomorrow, anytime okay. you want. No problem. Car will be in my driveway.
4: Right in the snow. I thought yeah.
3: we we're, were supposed to do it here. Okay, well, Monday. I don't Fine, know. I'll do it Monday. Sounds great. Happy to do it. Um, Darius, we're proud of you. Sexy car wash. Very proud of you. And uh, good luck.
4: Thank so. you. Thank you. That was uh, very sarcastic good luck, but thank you.
3: <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> I really want you to have good luck. It was a heartfelt <laughs> good luck. It was. Um, Danny, I'm going to hire a team to be like your team. Yeah. You know what I thought about the other day? No. That I've had, uh, I would say, an uncomfortable amount of thoughts and a little bit of anxiety about. You know how we always joke about uh, asteroids and, Amer- and, and, like, the world? Yeah. And- well,
1: I mean, I, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I want NASA's only thing that they do to be to fix that, to save us from asteroids. But
3: my point on that has always been, and I, I'm serious about this, like, we have the smartest people in the world that are trying to figure this out. And Mm. if ever there was something that was going to hit us, we'd have a really big heads up and we could figure out a way around it. That's kind of just my hope. Mm. Here's what I've never considered though. I don't even remember what I was watching or listening to about this. What if one hits the moon? Are we, are we tracking that? There's no way. I mean, I'm sure we're tracking it, but what could we do about it? Like if we find out one's going to hit the moon in three days, the moon is so important to everything. It's a pretty big deal. If the moon gets pummeled, like this gave me so much anxiety, I was just down a rabbit hole. Because you know why the moon is so super cratered, right? All these rocks. That oh, yeah, the, the impacts. Right, exactly. Now, obviously, none of them have been enough to, to do irrefutable, irreparable damage. But we can't send Harry Stamper. Because he's not real. Well, no. I mean, we have real oil drillers and everything. Mm-hmm. But we can't send them to the moon, right. land, and then shoot from the moon to detonate this thing. Right. So have you thought about that at all? Yes. The hitting of the moon is what we should be worried about, not
1: Earth. Mm. Also Earth, though, because you can't go talk to your neighborhood dinosaur, they don't exist anymore. Because a space rock of death hit the ground, and they were like, why
3: is the sky gone? Is the, the idea of that. that we would shoot down whatever's going to hit the moon... But how would we get there the, to shoot it the down?
1: The DART system that they were able to test an impact on, where they redirected a non-threatening asteroid that was close enough, said that maybe one day we would have enough ability, not this nonsensical nuclear drilling plan thing that's not real from a, a, a fun movie from decades ago, but they could redirect it just enough that it would avoid the catastrophic effect. That's the hope. It's of still being worked on. Of,
3: of the moon, Earth, anything that's essential okay, look, to us. So I'm saying uh, we're tracking this. And we yeah. see things going to hit moon in eleven days. Mm-hmm. Where do we shoot from? From earth. here. Yeah, and our thing gets there and intercepts it in time. Not now, but one day, hopefully. One day. I feel better then if we can shoot from here and destroy something before it hits the moon. I feel a lot better
1: because the the moon is just over two hundred thousand miles away from us. I mean, it depends on the rotation or whatever. But from like you know, and, and edge of the earth to surface of the moon is two hundred some thousand miles away. That's From your finger to your eyelash and when you hold up your finger in front of your face in cosmic terms. So you would shoot from the Earth any kind of missile that's going to, you know,
3: try to hit an asteroid that's going to hit
1: the moon. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I just, I guess I wanted it on the record that your concern about Earth needs to be bottled up and tabled and set on a shelf somewhere. And now I need you to, all of that energy needs to be put into, if the moon gets pummeled, think about everything the moon's responsible for. Like waves and and water and uh, like how our bodies operate is tied to the moon somehow, apparently, according to Instagram accounts. Yeah. We need the moon to be
1: fine. I know. The whole point is we're just sitting here like little babies, just on our backs, little babies, and all these threats are just firing through the galaxy with unknown force and velocity and fire and raining down death upon anything. They're indiscriminate. Those space rocks of death don't care. They don't care about uh, my kids. They don't care about uh, the division homework that my 10-year-old is trying to work on probably right now. Actually, no, he's not. He's playing video games. But maybe he could be doing it. Which video game? He He's a Roblox guy. My youngest is playing... Um, uh, uh, this is riveting. What's the name of the damn thing? With the cars. Trying to score goals. Not Fortnite. Grand Torino. No. What uh, Rocket League, for God's sake. I couldn't think of Rocket League. He loves
3: Rocket League. Loves it. He's all in. Level 238 right now. Experience wow. points. That's the record. It's ridiculous. There's a veteran quarterback who doesn't make a lot of money, who's played some recent good football, who will be available this offseason. I'm not saying Washington's going to be interested, but they don't. And there's going to be a team out there that jumps on him. I'm going to get into that next on Grant and Danny. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kandori and Murat, the official Grant and Danny Show sponsor. They can help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show and score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Danny, in the next hour, end of the show at 630, will be giving away a four-pack of tickets to experience the best lacrosse in the world. At the St. James, the PLL is coming this week.
1: The St. James is kind of a hub for a lot of things, for hockey certainly. There's a bunch of kids in my neighborhood to do it there. It's got a lax thing too. My youngest just picked up lacrosse and is now all of a sudden very intrigued by being a lax bro. Really? Yeah. That's cool. He's into it. Did like a little clinic just to try it, you know, with a, with a buddy and is like kind of into it now.
3: Truman's skating at the St. James. We got him on the ice out there. I, I use the term skating a little lightly. He's he's standing on his edges and kind of gliding around a little bit. But uh it's super fun. It's just like a free skate with a million kids and 30 minutes. That's of awesome. Chaos. But uh yeah, he's he wants to learn how to play hockey and to do that, you got to get out there and skate. You
1: got to skate a little bit. That's a hard part of it. underrated part about hockey, by the way. The slipperiest
3: surface we got, standing on razor blades. I'm sure that that's normal. He's probably like four more lessons away now as a toddler away from surpassing my skating abilities, I would say. But uh how are you as a skater? One to ten. Honestly, I haven't skated in so long I couldn't answer that, but I think that answers it. So I, It does. Like, I don't think I would fall much. I also can't do things. Like, I would be on my skates. I would push off and mm-hmm. go a few feet. Like keep, I'd kind of walk, skate, and skate a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think I would be constantly falling on my butt.
1: So I was, uh, you'll be surprised to know, arrogant about how good I'd be at skating. Because your boy rollerbladed a ton back in the day. In the 90s, that was the thing. Kids were doing that. Everyone can look and judge all they want. No,
3: everyone used to rollerblade. They'd load up with, the, like, the knee braces and the, whole the, deal. the elbow pads. That was Every kid
1: in my neighborhood, we played roller hockey. Like, that was when we go to the local park. After people were done playing pickup basketball, we played roller hockey for hours. Super fun. You just had to do it. So I, was, I got pretty decent at it, right? Because you do it all the time, and I'm young and athletic. I'm just not fat. Whatever. It was fine. Then I like I went skating, hadn't had really I went skating like forever later, like somebody's some kid's birthday party, uh, taking my son. I was like, "Come on, son, follow me out on the ice!" And I stunk
3: at it, and everything was sore, and I was very humiliated. I was never a rollerblader. I roller skated when I was really really young. We would go to Friday nights at like the King George Parks and Rec Department. They would do like skate, where they would set up cones and you just go in a circle, and they play music. You know anything about that bit? Oh yeah. When I was in kindergarten, oh, yeah. we did that, maybe in first grade. We'd go there. It started at, like, 6 or something. After school, you'd go. You'd skate. You'd go to, like, the the snack bar, maybe eat dinner there. Then you'd go home, and you'd watch TGIF. What a world. Oh, come on. What a so time. So good. What a time to be So watching. good. Uh, here's the quarterback that I mentioned is coming available, it sounds like. The Seahawks. It looks like they're going to be looking to trade Geno Smith, according to reports. Out of Renton, Washington. According to ESPN, Geno Smith has a $12.7 million contract stipulation that becomes fully guaranteed on Friday, and the team informed him yesterday that they're going to pick it up and that he's going to remain on Seattle's roster through this week. Smith's contract calls for the 13000000 million-ish base salary for next season to become fully guaranteed on Friday, provided he's still on the roster. That money was guaranteed for injury. Only at the time Smith signed a three-year, $75 million deal. So they could just keep Geno around and he could be their starter next year. But what the speculation is, is that they could have actually just let him walk and kind of moved on, traded up, gone and gotten a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That they think based on, I think he made the Pro Bowl last year. He definitely played at a really good level.
1: He did make the Pro Bowl, not as good as the year before, but you know, this that year was, he made the Pro Bowl? Yeah, he
3: did. Well, I think that... That shouldn't have happened, if we're just being honest. That's Agreed. probably a bunch yeah. of bunch of guys didn't go. I think did that's he, what it is. Did he make it last year? Yes, he did. Okay. What, what I meant was he played like a pro bowler last year. Uh, this year was not quite the same. But he has now proven himself to be a middle-of-the-pack quarterback in the league. After a couple of years ago, when he was a backup and no one really thought he could start. So because he doesn't make the 40-plus million, because he's in that like middle tier, you and I always say there's not really a middle-class payment for quarterbacks. That's where he is now. It's not a small cap number. It's $30 million when you add everything up, right about where he's going to be this year against the cap for a team. But if you want to draft a QB and stash them, if you wanted to take Michael Penix and let him sit behind Geno, or you wanted to take J.J. McCarthy and you don't think he's ready, or like Bo Nix, let's say, Danny. um, Mm -hmm. There's a couple other guys maybe in the second round you could grab. This is the closest thing to an acceptable veteran starter who does not break the bank. Now, I know we're in Washington, D.C., and just by bringing this up, people will say, well, you guys suggesting the commanders should do this. And no, I have no interest in the commanders going this route at all. I know you don't, because you're not a bridge quarterback guy. 100%. Having said that, though, he's not as good, maybe, as the the best free agent quarterback available is Cousins. Cousins is going to command a minimum of 40 mil a year, probably 45 million, something like that a season. This is $15 million less than that. So he's not quite on the same level, but the money's also considerably less. I would think there'd be a market to try to pair Geno with a kid and handcuff him if you can. Now, if you're doing that, you'd say, well, why wouldn't Seattle just do that? Because they're also in the, the offseason where they're probably going to go get a young quarterback, and you could just have him start for another year. So we'll see what they eventually decide. But that is the big speculation, is that they're making this decision as part one of a bigger plan to try to recoup some assets and maybe move Gino. Some of these
1: teams that are, now, I think it's fool's
3: gold, but just bear with me. But some
1: of these teams that are in this middle tier that are close, think the Raiders, for example, right? Where you may not be in a great position to draft a young quarterback to have a long-term answer there. You could do something like that where you go competent veteran, maybe not the highest ceiling, but definitely a higher floor than everybody thought. Previous to a couple of years ago, in in Geno Smith, who's averaged about twenty five touchdowns and ten picks over the last couple seasons, you could do a hell of a lot worse with the way that team is built. Getting the ball to Devontae Adams every third down, handing it off a bunch, and playing pretty good defense, you could try to compete in a really good division. That's not the craziest thing in the world to me for somebody to be interested in that that sort of middle tier, mid market guy. It's not what I would do. I'm sick of trying that. By the way, that's what like Washington's been tried and true to attempt to be that kind of a team, and it's led to a whole bunch of seven and nines. I have no interest in that, but
3: there is a tier there where it does make some sense. Well, to that point that you just made as far as, you know, should you even consider doing something like this? Like, the argument generally would be, hey, if I could get a run game and have a really good defense and I got Geno playing at a high level, I can get into the playoffs and have success and maybe win some playoff games. You know, see Seattle last year, that's the kind of team they were. And this is my point exactly. That's what the Seahawks were. And guess what? They didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They were 8-7. and They're 500-ish. The year before that, When Geno led the league in completion percentage, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, like a legitimately excellent season, they went 9-8. and I don't think they made the playoffs that year either. No, they fell off at the end. Uh, So I think we saw the ceiling. We saw him play awesome ball for a team that can run and was balanced. Their defense probably wasn't elite. I guess if you had an elite defense, it can change the algorithm a little bit. But pretty good defensive team. What are we talking about here? Nine and eight, eight and seven. Yeah. So it's why it's just not the way I want to live.
1: No, it's it's not the t- it, and it's no reflection on the player. I mean, what he's what he's done, oh, gone, it's a great story. gone, yeah, gone from the the NFL graveyard of afterthoughts. Right. I mean, he he was in that quarterback punchline, like the the EJ Manuel, the Tim Couch, the you know Achilles Smith, the Mitch Trubisky. He was in that tier of, ha ha, ha what a stupid pick, disaster, a reclamation project beyond compare the league but he was the MVP of the first half of the league last year, right? And that's not even a hyperbolic. He was outstanding. Kind of came back down to earth uh you know in the in the second part of that of that 2022 season, I suppose, is what the year was, but still ended up with unbelievable totals. Remember, the plan was Drew Locke. That was an essential part of the Russell Russell Wilson bargain was they go, we'll give this guy a shot a second rounder with a strong arm. Oh, I was we'll see completely what happens. Because I thought Me too.
3: it was a huge mistake for them to not roll with Locke and to open it up to a competition. And Gino ended up playing his butt off.
1: So we were, our, our resident Seahawks correspondent is our, is one drab Tiberius shirt. You know him from uh, from the sports Yankees. We're, we're joning. We're sitting there laughing at, at drab going, this is the plan? My guy Pete Carroll's so old. What is he doing? What is he doing? And then, of course, Gino takes the league by storm the first half of the year.
3: Yeah, he was an upgrade in his first season from the end of Russell Wilson. Oh, Without, without question. Again, I don't know if he's ever going to have that year again. I'm not going to try to chase that if I'm another team. Which clubs do you think are going to draft a quarterback? Cuz I Seattle's one of those where I'm kind of in between. Just to run through the order really quick. Mm-hmm. Bears I'm going to say yes, yes, they go with Caleb, right? Commanders, yes. Patriots at 3, yes. Yes. Cardinals at 4. No. I think no. Chargers at 5, no. no. Giants at 6, yes. You think so? I
1: do. Wow. Every time we talk to Patricia Trina or somebody else that covers the Giants, uh, Chris Bizignano and company, it was like, yeah, it's happening. They're going to draft a quarterback.
3: I'll say, no, they just paid Daniel Jones. And those receivers that are there right now, Adunze, I don't think Harrison will fall there, but I'll say no to the Giants. Titans, no, they just drafted Levis. Falcons, my guess is they sign a free agent. I think Cousins could end up with the Falcons. if he Cousins, maybe. Maybe a Fields move fields would be a fit there too there uh so i'm saying no for atlanta the answer is yes if they don't get one in free agency Agreed? i'm going to i'm going to say no bears again uh jets no no vikings at 11 this is intriguing i say yes this is cousins related right let's let's it, let's say he stays obviously right. then no I, I said cousins to atlanta now if cousins stays then it's at least a two year deal so there's no reason Like, if he's staying, it's because you think you can win right now. I'm not wasting that pick to stash J.J. McCarthy for a couple seasons. I need someone to help my secondary or, you know, draft an impact lineman or a weapon or something. Um, Broncos, no. So, Broncos, no. Wait, actually, how sure are we that Russell Wilson, who's not going to be there, leaving doesn't mean... Why wouldn't they be a team that could go up the board and take a quarterback? They actually... Sean Payton's first chance to do it? That actually makes a lot of sense. So what's what's the status then of, of Wilson's deal? I thought they had another year where they were locked. No, they, they benched him. I mean, the money's gonna be loud right. and it's gonna be awful, but they hate each other.
1: Well, yeah, they don't like each other. But I, I thought they were maybe they were maybe kind of stuck there.
3: They could. Why why would they have benched him to get out of the the risk of him getting hurt? That was the whole point, right? It was like if he gets hurt, then the money's guaranteed. You do that as a precursor to cutting a guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And eating and eating the dead cap? Yeah. Okay, then, then they're far more of a candidate then than and, I, than I initially thought. And then the next going one in. would
3: be the Raiders at 13.
1: I, I think they'd like to. I just think they're stuck. And that's kind of the point here of this Geno
3: Smith conversation to me. My hot take is, I think there's going to be six quarterbacks that go. Not just in the first round, but like maybe before the 17th pick. I, I think like all those dudes are going. I could be crazy. We'll see. Grant and Danny on the fan, we are 20 minutes away from a segment that we created that nobody's ever done. In the history of radio, it's called Grant and Danny's Tony's mailbag, right here on the fan Welcome back to G and D on the fan. Thank you for making the show part of your day. Grant and Danny's Tony's mailbag in 12 minutes, so get ready if you've got a question you want to ask us, anything you don't think we've talked enough about in the sports world, something that we haven't addressed on the show that you want to hear our take on, or it could be a non-sports question as well, our own little ask us anything. We're doing that right at the top of the hour at 6 p.m., but it is time for a very quick but a very sweet installment of the audio vault Mm. here on G&D. Danny, I want to start the audio vault with history last night that was made in women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark, who scored more points than anybody ever has at the collegiate game, and she's done it in a way That is incredible, the likes of which we've never seen, just stepping across the timeline, hitting threes. It's unreal. In fact, she broke the record on a logo three, basically right across half court, and then discussed after the game the accomplishment. You got off to a hot start tonight. Already five quick points. You're coming down the court, and you pull up from a logo three. What was going through your mind in that moment? Well,
2: Holly, that was the only way to do it, so I had to. I told some of my teammates and my coaches, like, if I got a chance in transition, I'm going to launch one. And honestly, I didn't know if it was going to go in because it was it was a deep one. But then it goes in and Coach Winter calls timeout. And I'm just thankful to be surrounded by these people, this place. Um, I'm just so grateful, honestly.
3: I just love that answer because she's not hiding the fact that yeah. she knew. She wanted to do it on her own terms the way she wanted to do it. She well, knew everybody was watching. Yeah, now that highlight gets played
1: where you didn't do it on a layup. You didn't do it on some, like, you know, snow bunny put back or free throw. You knocked it down from the logo, which when I was growing up playing basketball, old man, for the moment for a second, I can't You would get screamed at for shooting a shot that far away. Now it's now it's mundane. It's routine. It's just it, It's in rhythm. So, of course, if you're in rhythm and you're her, shoot it. I don't care what part of the court you're on. Half court, full court, three-quarter court, underhand, overhand. If you are in rhythm and you're stepping into your jumper, knock it down.
3: Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, says that he will continue to be the commissioner through 2029. He's got five more years on a fresh deal, but he confirmed that that will be the end of the road. This was the commish- in our audio vault discussing his future.
1: I, I have, look, I'm 65, okay? I just started a five-year term. That Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun um, in one lifetime. Um, I have been open with them. Uh, 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 about the fact that this is going to be my last term. Um, you know I said it before the, to them before the election in July, and I'm absolutely committed to that. Um, I, I'm sure the selection process is going to look like it looked the last time. There'll be a committee of owners um, that'll be put together um, and you know they'll identify candidates, be a you know interview process and ultimately someone or a slate of people will be put forward.
3: Danny, I'm really interested in how his legacy is going to be viewed. And I'm not sure that we know the answer yet. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of baseball purists who despise Rob Manfred. Like, you say his name, and they hate him. One of my best friends who played a little pro ball and his whole life has been baseball. Like It's a pejorative to say Manfred out mm-hmm. loud. Right? We got a guy that works here who uh, you know very well. That's right. Uh, who is a baseball mark, who likes to go over to Nats Park. If I was just walking by his studio and I said his name, he'd start yelling and screaming. Screaming and at you. Chase me down the hall, right? But if you look at some of the changes that they made, stolen bases up last year because of the pickoff stuff they've taken away, more athletes going to be in baseball, more excitement, pace of plays improved, that the pitch clock worked. Now, maybe it's going to create more pitching injuries. We're going to have to follow that data. But so far, so good in terms of what they were looking for. I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the things he's changed have actually been really good. This is tough to quantify this, but I'll do it the best I can.
1: He was the medicine that was necessary. And the purists who have governed the game for so long and still have so much influence over it, didn't understand that they were obstacles towards the game growing. He's growing the game now. These were the changes that were needed for the
3: next wave of generations to follow and care about Major League Baseball. There you go. Your quick audio vault on Grant and Danny. Our mailbag is next. You get to steer the show. Ask what you'd like. Hear us discuss what you'd like. 800-636-1067 is the number on (sighs) G&D.